Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. To help prepare all of you listeners for the NCAA Round of 16 and home stretch of the 2021 college tennis season, what we're attempting to do here at Crack Rackets is speak with each of the remaining 32 head coaches of the NCAA Division I event. That means 16 men's coaches, 16 women's coaches, all over the next few days on this Cracked Interviews podcast. Now, without further ado, let's get to another one of our conversations with the many outstanding head coaches still alive in the 2021 NCAA Tennis Tournament. Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is Hard True, the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor to bring the service provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of World Team Tennis, Hard True has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard True in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. To learn more about their state-of-the-art surfaces, along with their catalog customizable on-court accessories, check out hardtrue.com or call 877-442-7878 today. That's hardtrue.com or 877-442-7878 today. Joining us on the show once again today, head coach of the Florida men's tennis team, Coach Brian Shelton. Coach, welcome to the program. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it is always a pleasure to have you. And obviously, it's always fun to have this conversation when you've got a round of 16 coming up. Your team competing in the NCAA round of 16 in Orlando this next week. It was a 4-0 win over South Alabama, 4-1 win over South Florida that got you guys to the round of 16. How'd you feel about your opening weekend? Felt great, you know, just uh, nice to get the tournament started here at home, and um, we love playing at this place. Um, I think our guys were really prepared and amped up. Um, it was felt like a long wait between the finals of the SEC tournament and then uh, starting out the first round against South Alabama. Um, really felt like coming in that we were going to have a tough opponent in South Alabama, and and they really proved to be tough. I mean, I think they had to be the one of the strongest number four seeds coming anywhere. Um, a lot of veteran guys on that team, some heavy hitters, and uh, they gave us all that we wanted. Um, and then to, to, to win that match and then face South Florida, you know, these teams in Florida, they're used to the heat. So <laughs> they, they didn't back down a bit. And um you know, it was a tough contest and just really proud that we stepped up in that match and played really well after losing a, a tough doubles point. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that doubles point, three new teams for you heading into the yeah. weekend. Or, and, you know, that lineup change was one of the more notable ones, particularly yeah. when it comes from the number one overall seed in the event. 
uh, you know, I, I, it's a two-part question. A, what led to the change? And B, what did you think about the new pairings? Well, I felt like um, when we went to the SEC tournament this year, um, we were we were coming in and we'd worked a lot on our doubles and spent a lot of time with the guys individually as well as the teams um, going into that tournament because we had a little bit of time between our match against South Carolina and the SEC event So at Arkansas. And uh, when we went there, uh, we kind of came up short in the doubles three matches in a row. Uh, you saw it. We lost the, the doubles point against Mississippi State. They played really well. We lost doubles point against Texas A&M and then against Tennessee. And so, you know, our team is so battle tested and um, we were able to kind of recover in singles as we usually do um, because we're so deep. But um, but we left that tournament thinking we need to make a couple of adjustments and felt like uh, we could do it with the personnel that we had. We needed to change up the chemistry just a little bit. We had one team that was trending really, really well in uh, Sam and Ben, and uh, the other two teams we decided to to make a change and and to go with it. We felt, you know, the strength of our team has pretty much been in our singles play, um, from one to six. I mean, actually, from one to ten, we're pretty tough, um, and felt like it was a, a good good time to to you know to to scramble it up a little bit we had a couple of weeks to work with and uh putting joe and duarte at the number one spot for us two veteran guys two two doubles all americans um that have been through the wars um that was kind of an easy fix for us because we know that they both understand the game so well and play play really well and those guys are like best friends so so that part was easy and then putting that other team together um, we've got Will Grant, who's played two and number one doubles for us the entire season. So he's seen the very best teams. He's beaten the number one team in the nation uh, from Ole Miss uh, with Joe. Um, very experienced to have him in the lineup still is a huge bonus. And then Brian Berdusco coming in. I mean, this guy, he does everything well. He, he works hard and to create an opportunity for him to come out there and play in the NCAA tournament is huge very well deserved and he brings some firepower to our doubles lineup mm-hmm. no there's no denying that you say one through ten I would argue you and Tanner could line up in singles and you guys would still be feeling pretty good about your team uh, at that point and you know again you, you look at the the singles numbers and just what you guys have put together this season and 22 and 2 is a gaudy number congratulations to you and the guys of course coach but Thank you. you know the number three singles flight 16 and 7 that's the worst flight on the board for you guys when you're winning 70 percent of your worst flight something's probably going right for you in singles and so you know again we, we talked about the double I think you did an excellent job right there explaining everything from the doubles point but from a coaching perspective I mean that's what you and Tanner are focused on right because that's the point you know as well as anyone that doubles point can make all of the difference yeah it's it's a kind of a two two-edged sword you know you you understand that it's only one point um, but you know that if you do have that point with the lineup that we throw out there in singles, uh, it's going to put a lot of pressure on anybody. Um, And without that point, we've still managed to be very successful this year when we've lost it. So it is an important point, but uh, you still got to focus in on the other six that you need. And uh, so I think we've done a pretty good job of balancing how we prepare and, and what we do and the time and effort we put into both. And, 
Um, but at the end of the day, you've got to win four points, you know, and so you got to find a way to get four um, to advance. And I think our team is doesn't feel too much pressure from the doubles portion. You know, we we feel like it's a it's a huge point. I feel like if we can get that point, we put a lot of pressure on everybody. But if we don't, we still put a lot of pressure on you. So so it's a little bit of a freebie for us. You know, we work on it and we put some time and energy into it. But uh, we don't we don't uh, assume that we're going to get it. Uh, six game set, no ad scoring. That's <laughs> hell with 18, 19, 20 year olds. I mean, a lot can happen uh, in that six game six six game set. So the ball tends to find weird spots on the court as it did this past Sunday when we played South Florida. I mean, at number two doubles, it was like on every big point, we put a ball at their feet. And next thing you know, they're reflexing a ball at their <laughs> shoe tops over our head. And we're scrambling back to, to, to throw up another lob. And so it just, uh, it's the way that the ball bounces sometimes, you know, so you can't, can't put all of your eggs in that basket for sure. No, there's no denying that. And, you know, again, uh, and I know one of these days, by the way, a coach is going to, I think it was Per Nilsson who actually said, you know what? We're fine skipping doubles. He was like, my Pepperdine team, we can go straight to singles. We know we're going down 1-0. We'll be okay. But everyone else would agree with you. But, um, you know, when you transition to singles, of course, probably helps to have a couple of undefeated players in dual matches. And I know the death for any coach is the complacency of saying we're going up 2-0, we're getting four, we're getting six. But your team, Blaze Bicknell, 15-0 at the number four singles position. Josh Goodger, 12-0, uh, excuse me, at the number six singles position. I'm not saying they're sure things, but even when both of those players were back, backs were pressed against the wall, even when the court had been rushed on Blaze Bicknell, he still ended up winning the match against Tennessee. And, you know, I'm just curious, what does that do for the team? What have you seen from those two when you get undefeated performances at two flights? Well, I think it's huge. You know, I, I think that we don't focus on those two guys for sure, um, that they have to get the win for us because – like I said, I feel like we're confident in every spot. Um, and, you know, when, when you're having the success at number one singles, I think that that's huge. And we've got a guy that's just a beast up there. I mean, it doesn't matter who he goes up against. We know that uh, he's going to be tough out. And and same thing with Sam Riffis. I mean, we've got two guys that are all Americans that kind of lead us. They're our captains. They're, they're kind of the guys that make sure that everybody's ready to go each match. And, so that's huge. Um, but Blaze and, and Josh have had tremendous years. Um, and Josh, you know, wasn't in the lineup in the beginning of the season. Uh, he made some changes to, to how he prepares and how he does things. And he created an opportunity for himself. Um, but we're deep, you know. And so we've got some other guys that haven't had as many opportunities like a Lucas Greif that's come in and – and when we've asked him to come in, he's come in and been successful. You know the career that he's had here, and he's he's as solid as you come, you know, as you have. Um, and so he came in this past weekend for us and did a phenomenal job. So uh, we're pretty confident in all our spots and singles, to to be honest with you. 
Mm-hmm. No, I can understand why. Yeah, again, I think worst from a dual match perspective is Andy, who's 16 and 7. Like, right. that's over two-thirds. You take that. I'm, and I'm not great at math, but I think that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, I, I am curious, just a quick note, and I know you're going to keep things close to the vest. Blaze healthy. He's feeling about as good as one can feel heading into Orlando. Yeah, he's he's doing pretty well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to tip my hat on on where <laughs> we're at and and what we're going to be doing this coming weekend. But uh, certainly uh, hope that everyone can be healthy and 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 ready to go. That's all we ask for. Well, then some broader questions for you because, of course, heading to Orlando, a familiar feeling for your team. You guys were semifinalists there in the last NCAA event we played in 2019, and you know it's so. History echoes itself if you listen closely enough, and it's so interesting to see the parallels between your two teams. You know, I would argue 2019, you guys didn't have the indoors you wanted, but then you ripped through an undefeated SEC conference season uh, only to get tripped up in the conference tournament and build up that motivation again. Now, 22-2, and you lost to Texas kickoff weekend, don't lose for three months, same thing happens, you get tripped up 4-3 by Tennessee in the final. Yeah. Do you feel that at all, Coach? Absolutely. You know, I think it was the best thing that could have happened to us uh, losing to Tennessee again. Um, You know, it's one of those things where, you know, if you keep winning, you you sometimes can fall into a a false sense of security. And by losing a match, it really opens everybody's eyes. Um, And the amount of great practices that we've had since then, uh, the focus, um, the understanding of what, what things we need to change and and really lock in lock in with um, I think are really really important and uh, we've had a great year um, but we're very hungry I mean we've got a humble group uh, just a high character group a group of guys that work extremely hard at it uh, coaches that are fully committed to what we're trying to do I mean Tanner and Scott Perlman I mean they're the best in the business. Uh, helping our guys get ready every day, doing all the little things with video and and the player development side of things. Um, so we're we're in really good place right now, you know, and and super super excited about the opportunity to play Illinois in the next round, uh, a team that we know really well and a team that knows us and. Uh, just really excited for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, as you mentioned, number 16 seed Illinois, and everyone's talking about, well, are they underseeded? Did they get screwed in the draw? Let's look at the flip side. You guys have to face a team that's lost twice this season, and that, you know, prior to the Big Ten tournament, Kovacevic undefeated at one, Zeke Clark undefeated at four. They've got matchups up and down the board. Uh, our listeners know it's a team I broadcasted their home matches all season long, so that's a team I know well. Uh, what's it going to take for your Gators to knock them off? Because that is not your typical round of 16, right? No, I think it's it's a great matchup, you know, but I would argue to say that there's there's eight great matchups in this 100%. draw. I mean, you look at this draw, it's just like everyone's so good. And <laughs> I feel like everyone can can advance. Uh, I'm proud that the SEC's got seven teams in there, if, if I've done my math right, you know, and <laughs> Uh, we've worked so hard in our conference to be able to to practice, to be able to play in the fall, to be able to play in the spring, to be able to do all the things that we've done this year that put us in a position to be successful. And, you know, I've got to hand it to our commissioner, our ADs, everybody involved in the process that gave us the opportunity to come out here and do what we do. 
Um, so, uh, but getting back to, you know, to, to Illinois, you know, just a great team, a great program. Um, they do things, they work hard, they, they do things right. And they've been very successful, obviously this year in the big 10. And, um, and that's perennially a very, very strong conference. Um, so we know, and we respect those guys. Uh, we respect uh, the games that they have and the, the way that they compete and they're gritty. They're a gritty bunch. Um, but so are we. So it's, <laughs> it should make for a great match. Um, we've had great matches with them in the past. Uh, our guys are super, super motivated about the matchup. But like I said, there's so many good matchups in this next round. Um, I mean, 16 really quality teams in this field still. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see who continues to advance. There's no denying that. And, of course, I know how busy you guys are with preparation. I appreciate you taking the time. I just have one more question for you. I want to phrase it differently because I'm sure you've gotten it a million times this season. But... You know, I was always jealous. My mom, who's an OB-GYN, my grandpa was an anesthesiologist. She would always come home on the days they got to work together and say, oh, what a pleasure it was for me to get to work with my dad. And, you know, I remember, you know, I've worked in my mom's office. I've seen her in action. I got to once listen. My dad didn't realize I was paying attention, but it was recently. He was on a conference call for work, and I was like, oh, you're pretty smart. You're good at your job. And he goes, yeah, you know, I am, Alex. You think your life paid for itself? And I was like, no, that's that's a good point. And so my, my question is because certainly coaching Ben I'm sure is quite the experience but the flip side getting him or having him get to see you do your job do the thing that you do best what has that experience been like because I feel like it's so rarely you know kids often view their parents as parents not as humans he gets to see you as a human being I imagine that has to be fun oh yeah it's 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 incredible and it's something that I'll think about sometimes when I'm mid sentence with the guys and I'm talking to them and then I see him with his eyes right on me and, um, try to try to imagine what he's thinking at that (laughs) moment. And, uh, you know, he's such a great kid. He just, uh, he loves his family. He loves his team. He loves people. He's just, he's this kid that just loves life. And, um, so it's a lot of fun to see him experience this whole team atmosphere because, He's just built for it. You know, he's a kid that grew up playing football and basketball and a little bit of baseball. And and it wasn't until he was 11 or 12 that he really decided he wanted to start coming to, to practice with his sister and I and start playing tennis. And so he came to it kind of late. He always said tennis is not going to be my sport because I think he really valued the team aspect more. And as you know, junior tennis a lot of times it's kind of, you know, dog eat dog and, and you don't really have that team feel. And then for him to be a part of this team now, a team that he's watched over the years and supported from the fans, he's been our most vocal fan for the last probably six years um, to have him now on the court and be a part of this thing and, and to feel that it's pretty cool, you know? So I kind of look at him, sometimes I just smile inside <laughs> Sometimes I'm, I'm upset inside when he's not doing <laughs> what he's supposed to be doing out on the court, you know, yeah. when I don't see him serve volley or I don't see him do certain things he's supposed to be doing. It's like, hey, hey, come on now, you know, <laughs> but uh, overall, it's just been a blessing um, to be out here with him and have him experience these things. And he's being able to do it a year early because he was able to finish high school one year early. So um, pretty special indeed. 
Mm-hmm. No, there's no denying that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Father's Day right around the corner. Uh, obviously, that would be fun. I, uh, it's, it's after NCAAs, right? I think it, uh, this shows you how well I know Father's Day. Every I say every day is a Father's Day. I celebrate you every day. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it, it speaks to, if you don't mind me saying, the strength of your relationship. That is not an easy thing, the stress that coach and player uh, puts on two people. And, obviously, father-son is precedent to all of that. And so, again, it's been so fun to admire from afar I can see the smile on your face every time he hits a winner there is that extra glow and uh it that's what makes college tennis special that family atmosphere amplified that much more by your program so coach thank you so much for all you do for college tennis thank you for taking the time to chat obviously hope you and the Gators get to Orlando safe and healthy and look forward to seeing you all compete down there all right really appreciate it Alex thanks for what you do you guys do a great job of course go Gators right Go Gators. (laughs) Take care, Coach. Thank you. Yep. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.